Máquina 501 Craft Beer Radio, episode 501 On Friday, May 31st, 2019 Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the universe's longest running beer podcast <laughs> That's presumptuous That we know of <laughs> Hi everybody! Welcome to hey. uh, the new, the, the next level craft beer radio. As we break off another hundo, <laughs> break off another five hundos. <laughs> it's not going to be much different than the last hundo, but maybe, maybe you'll we'll actually get good at this sometime. All right, we got some beers. You brought one back front. Let's do that one. Okay. Do your uh, thing because it's easy. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So the Jeff, did, when I say do the thing, there's a. But hazy is like to sort of agitate just a bit, yeah. just to make sure that uh, gets distributed all throughout. This is from Cape May. Uh, follow the goal, Cape May Brewing Company. Sorry, in Cape May, uh, New Jersey. Follow the goal, G U L L. Five point five percent alcohol by volume. Brewed with five point five pounds per barrel of Citra, Eldorado, Amarillo, Cascade, and Azaka. Okay. Beer pours your kind of, it's not quite milky murky, but it's kind of whipped beer murky. Mm-hmm. There's a real juicy fruit mm-hmm. smell to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I think there's a fair vanilla note coming out of this one as well. Some orange uh, and grapefruit notes are coming in too. Yeah, pretty bright grapefruit. Of the stuff that I had um, in, I didn't have a lot of mm-hmm. beers there, but the, this was a really good one. And then there was a smoked porter at a place near the boardwalk that was okay. really good. Um, on my first sip, mouth is a little on the light side. It's a little aqueous. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a full on like. It doesn't have the the head the um, quite the viscosity mm-hmm. of other hazies that we're used to, but yeah. I think it was it has a nice bright flavor with it. I like the the bouquet that's happening. Okay. My first sip, I, I noticed kind of some of the bittering, you know, more um, uh, piney type flavors that are in there. Yeah, this is not. It's not like pure tropical. Yeah. They're in there as well, but it's just because those are the things that are different mm-hmm. from, you know, most everything that I seem to be drinking anymore. Yeah. Uh, that um, those would stand out. But when you look behind that, the juicy fruit call, like kind of that citrus blend that's in a juicy fruit is, is in here as well. This is the Cape May. Follow the goal. It's brewed to celebrate Cape May County's 325th anniversary. Ooh. Older than the country. By a little bit. Mm. I like it. I mean, it, it. I don't know how good it will be if it wasn't fresh. Yeah. But this is nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. I think it was like um, less than a month on it. Okay. So... Yeah, it's it's decent. It's fine. It's not really exciting me all that much. No, it's, I, um, 
sort of an aperitif, I, I guess. But um, I think it's I think it's a uh, okay. So like, if you compare it to like the stuff we had last week and some of the best stuff we've had on the oh, show, yeah. well, it's not awesome, but it, it's a fine and very drinkable beer. I mean, the show's not gonna be as good as last show. Afraid <laughs> not. Oh. Afraid we we stack the deck a little bit less. <laughs> Right, let's went go. down quick, right? I mean, yeah, sure did. All right, let's do this innocent gun gunpowder IPA. So, this is from across the pond. This is barrel aged, uh, an IPA with Cascade Centennial and Mandarina hops, 5.6% alcohol by volume. The malts are extra pale in Munich. Munich, interesting. All right, so this pours like a chill hazed golden, golden tan beer. Heads, um, nice, puffy head to it. What is it aged in? Is my question. That's it. It smells kind of like. Rum barrel, maybe, but uh, yeah, I don't see anything on their site or on on the website for this beer that explain what what it's aging. But I smell something. Bourbon wood barrels. It's Bourbon. Here. Okay. Yeah, so the aroma on this guy, the oh, the Munich malt is definitely apparent in the aroma. Yeah, it has a little if, bit of a... If you didn't tell me what it was, I would have been attributing it to barrel, probably. Or maybe staling or something like that. But knowing that it's Munich, it, it's pretty spot on. So, But I'm just thinking it's curious because I would have misclassified that mm-hmm. smell not knowing it was Munich. Yeah, it it yeah. kind of smells a bit like. I mean, not well. It's, it, it, Boston Lager doesn't have this strength of it, no. but it does have the Munich malt in it, I believe. And so there's yeah. a and by the Munich, kind of probably the closest thing that I, it relates to what I'm smelling is kind of like the brown crust on white bread, crossed with a bit of a cinnamon toast thing. Okay. That's really the main thing I'm smelling. The hops really aren't in the aroma yeah. that much. Barrel, maybe a little bit. I, I smell something woody in there. I think it might be actually contributing to the aroma of the mm-hmm. meaning. Moving on to the flavor. Oh, that's not bad. Ooh. Mm. Tastes a little old. Hops really aren't there at all. Mm. Especially when you read the label and it says... Uh, an explosion of tropical fruit aromas from yeah. Cascade and Citra hops. Think grapefruit and mango turned up to eleven. Yeah, that's not this beer. Um, <laughs> I think this, this is a nice kind of sweet, sweeter, slightly bitter English IPA. I guess you're not. Jeff's not having it. No, I think it's old. It is old. I mean, it definitely has, has lost uh, some luster. 
It doesn't. It doesn't taste like too. Like it doesn't taste really cardboardy to me. It's just it, it's yeah, lost. It's hot faded. Yeah, it's hot faded. But that means that I can taste more of the underlying, you know, malt character and stuff, right? So it's a little oxidized too. A little, mm-hmm. but I'm actually enjoying it. Enjoy away. So, beer wise, yes. Um, the last thing I saw—I don't know if this is the only thing—the news stuff, but Bell announced double two hearted. Okay. <laughs> so, look for that, I guess. I guess. Why not? Um, Corona becomes first major beer company to adopt edible six-pack rings that feed rather than kill fish. <laughs> so, this is a... The uh... six-pack rings... Are this kind of essentially like fish food packed okay. into a, a, a semi permeable? Yeah, I mean, like, that could be paperboard too, though. I mean, why? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know because they want to feed instead of mm-hmm. kill fish. But you could also that same thing could be like pressed paper, right? And this makes me wonder: that's isn't there then a lot of nitrates and stuff that would be going into the environment? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like you, you can swing that in, in a couple different ways and not necessarily be a mm-hmm. great thing. Yeah. It is Corona. It is Corona, yeah. But I imagine someone was making this, like someone made this product. Corona didn't make this product. Someone made this product mm-hmm. and sold it to them. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm surprised so many craft breweries use those can top things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they do keep the top of the can clean. So that's right. one of the major things. But, I mean, you got to figure they cost, like, so much more than shrink wrap six-pack rings, you know? Uh, well, I think that there's a lot of stigma against those. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, they're – if everyone is making them, then, then – if everyone's using them, then uh, economies but, but of scale comes in and yeah, the cost goes down. material, like – they're also good for like you can stick stuff right back into them, so they're good for storage yeah. and carrying. I mean, they're they're useful little things. You shouldn't throw. Yeah. I mean, throw out of course. Well, a lot of them break not when all you pull yeah. cans out. So, but keep some around, just like you do. Mm-hmm. Like keep a yeah. six pack or, or two holder around, just so you can yeah. have them. Mm-hmm. They are decent tools. Okay. But I mean, it's that it, it's just. It's not even excreted plastic, right? It's just stamped, those things, right? So how much... They're injection molded. Injection molded? Yeah, so how much could that be, really? Yeah, it's a lot more plastic than... It's a lot more material going into it than a six-pack ring. You know, I don't know. Just, But, I mean, I think, like, East End uses them because it keeps the top... Like, especially when they go to retail, it keeps all the dust and dirt off the top. Yeah, the so. yeah. East End's doing... Uh, they just announced it yesterday or today... They're doing uh, a series of 92 beers for every neighborhood in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, I'm just getting a little what? bit. What? I mean, yeah, like the first one's Allentown, and then like 90. Oh, okay. So it's not you're not releasing 92 at once. You're not going yeah, not through. all at once. Yeah. Okay. And then like the tapping for the next one. Then they have a Pittsburgh celeb. Maybe I'll get to draw a name sometime. But they have a Pittsburgh celebrity draw the <laughs> at random the name of the next neighborhood they're going to make. It has a neat logo because it's like it's called you. It's like a you are here map, right? Uh-huh. Points to each neighborhood. Ninety-two beers. That's aspirational. 
<laughs> They've been around longer than our show. Has, no, I, so. I, oh, sure. I, but still, 92 mm-hmm. beers. That, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, how long does a beer have? Two months, let's say? Every two months you make a new one? Yeah. It'll be years, yeah. It'll be years, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's go back to Hoppy. All right. Well, we tried. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I should mention that these, that we have a couple beers here that came from a service. Um, let me get the name of the service. They uh, asked, they sent an email to me asking if they if they could send stuff to us. And I said, sure. Taver Advertising, T-A-V-O-U-R. Um and we got some beers from a rep from different areas, be thanks to so them. This is Wild Leap Brewing Company, the Alpha Abstraction Double IPA. So instead of Alpha Extractions, Alpha Abstraction, mm-hmm. this is Volume 6. Uh, LaGrange, Georgia? Yes, this is from from Georgia. So we got so we get a couple of things. We... And it has a quote from Sir Mixalog on the label. <laughs> We have two from Georgia, one from uh, Olympia, Washington. I want them real thick and juicy, so I find so find that juicy double. Sort of mix a lot. So this is double dry hopped IPA. I mean, it's a hazy, so mm-hmm. double dry hopping is kind of standard. Uh, but double dry dry hopped IPA with lotus hops. Mm-hmm. Lotus. All right, so this one's a little bit darker than like has a it's hazy, but it's gold or even has a tan to it. Looks like this was yeah, it's a little, it's close to two months. Okay, oh four oh three, and we've been sitting on these for about three weeks. So I mean, we got them. Mm-hmm. So that means from this service, it came pretty fresh. The aroma's not super expressive. Kind of closed off there. Let's see if we can wake it up a little bit. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm getting lychee. Lychee? Yeah, sure. I was getting something kind of a little... Like green onions or something like that. It's there. There's a lot of different things in here. Lotus is not one I'm super familiar with. We may have had it before, but not... We certainly had. I don't think of anything that has. What? Take a sip of this and tell me that this is not a fruited IPA. This is not a fruited. That's IPA. crazy, isn't it? This is okay. So Lotus, I think we 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 actually went. And we talked about this one before. Okay. That they this is a fruity hop. Okay. Um, orange, vanilla, berry, tropical fruits. Now this beer is a super juicy. Yeah. It's kind of... You wouldn't get that from the aroma, but no. man, the flavor. I mean, the lychee, you're getting some um, blackberry, you're getting... Like a cobbler, like a little peach, too. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of brown sugar. And... Um... That's really good. And a little green onion. Mm-hmm. It's a shame the aroma doesn't stand up. I mean, the flavor's awesome. Yeah. So the combination of, of, of aroma and taste is working really well. It's just the... the if You just want the... If you want it to be like an all-around... Yeah, if you want it to... See, you almost want it to smell as fruity as it tastes. And it doesn't, it doesn't have that... 
But I mean, you know, hops are hops are weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is really interesting. Um, yeah, the, the, that they get away with that mm-hmm. without fruiting it or anything. There's yeah, kiwi in there for sure. Oh, good call. Definitely a little bit of strawberry. Almost like. Um... Like glade, like strawberry pie, like like sweet strawberries, mm-hmm. right? that kind of thing. Yeah, and there's that sweetness on top that, yeah, it, it, it's cobbler esque. Yeah, if you think of a cobbler, like a peach, strawberry, mm-hmm. blackberry cobbler. Mm-hmm. Uh, for I guess for those who a little bit of lemon juice for brightness, right? For those who may not be familiar with it, because I mean, I guess in, in other countries, maybe they don't, because the cobbler means shoe, okay. right? So yeah. it's basically a um, a fruit a fruit dessert pie with like brown sugar on top, and uh, yeah, small cobblers tend to be small. Not if you're a Boy Scout, they're not. Not if you're a Boy Scout. Okay. The cobblers I'm used to tend to be Cook small. them in a Dutch oven. They're like, this big. <laughs> Boy Scouts make them with like Bisquick is the is the yeah. bread part. You know, okay. so you make pancake mix and you put that in there. And then you put canned fruit in and then you put it in a Dutch oven and put charcoal on top. And bake So it. I wonder what, what distinguishes a cobbler from a pie. Um, I would think you don't roll the dough and lay out the dough. I think it's more like... Cobbler's a dish consisting of a fruit or savory filling poured into a large baking dish and covered with a batter, biscuit, or dumpling. Oh, so just on top. I suppose. That makes sense. Some cobbler recipes, especially in the American South, resemble a thick-crusted deep-dish pie with both a top and bottom crust. So, you can find... This is a pie. It is a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> yes. I'm on record as saying yes. A hot dog is a sandwich. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I'll show you something uh, maybe before the post show. That's not a friend of mine posted on Facebook yesterday. It was a, it was a uh, dissertation on... A dissertation? Well, maybe not a dissertation, but it's amusing. An essay? You'll like it, yes. Okay, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I I, I can see both sides of the argument. They both make both sides of the argument make sense. I happen to be on one side of it, <laughs> like, but this is the Wild Leap Alpha Abstraction Double IPA, Volume Six, Volume Six, and this is from Georgia. And while I wish the aroma was like awesome and open, mm-hmm. the flavor is pretty awesome. Yeah, this is really good. This is different and. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet enticing and, and inviting. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Three left on the table. All right. What is this one anyway? Coco. How big is it? 12.3. Yeah, okay. We'll go there. Let's do let's do the Fury Fury Brewing. This was um uh, given to me by some friends who um 
have a have a brewery. Re re recent involvement in Fury Brewing. So I okay. brought this. This is this is Dad's nuts. Dad's nuts. So the dad part comes from Dad's hat bourbon. So it's aged in Dad's hat barrels, which so, is a rye whiskey, which is the kind of whiskey I like. And I guess it's also a nut brown ale, and they probably make. Who knows? Nuts of Fury. Nuts of Fury? Okay. And they, So the Nuts of Fury aged in Dad's Hat Rye Whiskey Barrels. 8.2% alcohol by volume. Brown ale. Uh, so Dad's yeah. Whiskey infused brown ale. It's been a while since we had a brown ale on the show. Mm -hmm. Very dark. Very clear. Has reddish highlights to it. Looks like cola. Oaky. Multi... A little band-aidy? Maybe a little. Might just be barrel. I'm going to give it a moment. I'm going to give it a swirl and I got it worse. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. It has some neat things in there, but I think it is a little bit infected. Yes. This does not. It, oh, oh, ugh. Like there was some neat vanilla things, but oh, the after, it, it tastes a little burnt too, doesn't it? A little bit, but it's that it's ugh, yeah. That, ugh. We don't not like good. don't like dad's nuts. <laughs> not a fan of dad's nuts. Uh, yeah. That's gonna. Maybe we should grab another beer from the uh, from the fridge to, if we want to. We'll see. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was interesting. Not uh, not a fan. Okay. What's next? What's next? Got two bigger beers here. Let's do this Monday night dark subject matter. Oh, before wow. you get onto that, opening this can, I do want to talk about the way you can support the show if you want us to keep on doing what we're doing for another 500 episodes. <laughs> Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's it. You'll be taken to Amazon.com. You buy whatever you want. 6% of, of what you spend, pre-tax, I think, goes to us. That's it. So it's so, like super simple. Super simple, super easy. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Buy what you want. You, you, you're, you're effectively donating a bit to us. Yes. Without like actually having to choose to donate. Mm -hmm. You just have to change your behavior. All right. So this Monday night, dark subject matter. We've had some Monday night beers on the show before. Mm -hmm. Last time we asked for media samples, they sent us beers, and it came in a box full of neckties. Yeah, because they, they're, they're that's they're, their shtick. Their shtick. Yeah. yeah. So that we had like we had like you actually took a couple, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> that was when I was living in the old place. They're still there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they were thrown out of the dumpster, probably. All right, so this Imperial stuff is very, very dark. When I was pouring it, it looked like a black hole. 12% alcohol by volume, 45 IBU. 
It's two just... Royal Munich and chocolate malts. It just sucks up light. <laughs> that reminds me of, of there was a recent thing where uh, there was the best dumb hole yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, a dumb hole is is is, the, is a black hole for sound, a sonic uh, black oh, hole. Oh, okay. Uh, so they, they've made the best dumb hole yet, and they've been able to see the equivalent of Hawking radiation come out I saw, of... I saw that headline, yeah. yeah. All right, so the aroma. A little licorice A little licorice a little woody. This, this like has a, Munich in it, too. It smells like an English-style imperial style. It's going to be like pretty, you know, just roasty, like chocolate malt. Mm-hmm. I think the flavor pretty much lives mm. up to that too. It's it's not too boozy. Yeah, you're getting like chocolate, a little bit of roast barley type flavor. It's a little bit astringent. Um, nice bitterness some, to ni- it. There's a nice, nice kind of. Um, Molassesy sweetness to yeah. it as well. Yeah. Uh, the astringency helps in keeping down the sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's not overpowering. It doesn't feel overdone. Um, there's a little bit of syrupiness, which I kind of like, mm-hmm. without it being overly. I mean, without it really feeling like twelve percent. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't like hit me like, oh, I'm taking. I'm, eating, I'm drinking twelve percent alcohol. Less of a warm hug, more of a uh, firm handshake, but uh, a, yeah. a nice firm handshake. Silence. Silence. <laughs> Should I go grab a beer from the fridge? Sure. Or do you want to? You can go grab one. All right. My heel's bugging me, so you can go do the walking. Alright, so dark subject matter from Monday Night Brewery. Brewing Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. As I drink this, I'm getting a little more accustomed to kind of that astringency part, the ashy part, and getting more of what I actually hoped I would taste in this beer, which is kind of uh, almost like a, hmm, how do I want to describe it? It's a little more cocoa-y. Really like the aftertaste on that. The more I drink it, uh, the less I'm tasting like the ashy parts of it, and the more I'm tasting what I really wanted out of an Imperial mm-hmm. Stout, right? It's getting closer and closer to kind of my ideal. As I was walking to the fridge, mm-hmm. grabbing the Beta Guppy. Uh, but we're drinking the Monday Night Dark subject matter, so I don't want to confuse people. As I was walking, I was like, man, the aftertaste on that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this slightly smoky s'more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the booze is starting to come through now, mm-hmm. so it's starting to seem almost like a chocolate rum cake or something like that. I like that. 
I dig that. Monday night, you've impressed me. That's... Mm. Yeah, it took a couple sips to get acclimated to it. But mm-hmm. as you get dialed into it, the better parts become more apparent. <clears throat> oh, so Rheingeist, huh? Rheingeist, yeah. That's what I picked. Ghost of the River. Is that what Rheingeist means? I guess, yeah. yeah. German. Rheingeist, yeah. Yes, I'm over 21, Rheingeist. <laughs> <clears throat> I like that. There's there's a lot to like in that mm-hmm. Monday night. Um, I mean, twelve percent. You're, you're you know be ready for the long haul if you drink it. But mm-hmm. that two ounce sample is very nice. Yep. All right. Let's see the run guys next. Okay. So this is uh, Beta Guppy. I think we picked this up. Um, oh, House of Thousand Beers. House of Thousand Beers. Right, I guess it's from Cincinnati, but they just should be here in Pittsburgh. 7% alcohol volume, 42 IBU. The hops are Idaho 7, Columbus Citra, and Huel Melon. Uh, Malter Turo, Pilsner, Golden Naked Oats. I'm never sure whether it's Huel or Huel or. Hey, Huel. Yeah, there's probably a hop farm that's naming all their hops after characters from Breaking Bad. <laughs> so we look, I, I want to solve Saul Hop. Jimmy McGill, man. Ooh, Jimmy McGill Hop. Charles McGill Hop. Chuck McGill. <laughs> yeah. So Idaho 7, I don't... I've not had this hop before. Apparently, tropical fruit, piney resinous, and stone fruit... I mean, that's, that's exactly the same thing that was uh, sort of the Lotus, yeah. <laughs> but without the piney resinous yeah. stuff. The, the Lotus is more berries and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. I've seen Idaho 7 in a couple of the beers we've had on the show. Maybe. Uh, it's not one that's ringing a bell, but... Yeah. All right, wrap your hands around the glass, pump some heat into this bad boy. Yeah, we have, this is right out of the fridge, yeah. so we definitely like these to be a little bit warmer than fridge temperature. In fact, we like them to be... 10 to 15 degrees warmer. For for analysis, we yeah. find that's best. For pure drinking pleasure, that may be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say 5 degrees off from fridge to 5 to 10 is probably best. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't take too long to warm it up because we're using our favorite glasses. To... Now that smells fruity to me. Smells melony too. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's the yeah. heel melon. Yeah, I'm getting a couple different things hitting my nose, right? Like a little bit of apricot, a little bit of cantaloupe, a little bit honeydew. Yep. I mean, I've been in a while, but um, not, not a huge while because I guess I've had the. Um, I've never like I haven't bought one in a while. But like I've had, I guess, a salad, you know, fruit salad with it, but. It's reminding me of honeydew. Mm-hmm. A little cucumbery. I guess it's needs some melon too. Yeah, you're right. You, I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah. <clears throat> so Beta Guppy is is their hazy IPA follow up to Alpha Squid, which is a hazy Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. So Alpha Squid, Beta Guppy. So it's a smaller. 
lighter version. But 7% still, so I mean... Yeah. What, comes after, what comes after beta in the Greek alphabet? Gamma. Gamma. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, eta. Kappa? No idea, man. <laughs> You knew. I mean, I, I. I mean, gamma made sense when you said it, but after Ada, I'm not sure I could have pulled Ada at all. Uh, remember, I study physics. A lot of Greek letters being yeah. used in there. You don't see mu and nu used a lot in uh, fraternities, though. <laughs> <laughs> you see psi. You see epsilon. But, uh, and Sigma sometimes even, but not so much Mu and Nu. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get more out of this beer, but it's almost seemed like a kind of like a session or something. I mean, it's not session alcohol, but it kind of has session flavor to it. You combine this aroma mm-hmm. with the flavor from the abstraction. From the abstraction. Man, have you got something there. <laughs> I mean this this seems to be par for the course for Rheingeist where it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Rheingeist is fine. I guess they're in the rogue category. Kind of. I mean better than rogue, but Yeah. I don't a little expect, I don't expect to be excited by a Rheingeist. Yeah. I I would say in terms of today's beer that I expect, Rogue is more on the 6.57, where Ryan Geist is, is like an 8. They're okay. B. Yeah. I mean, it's a B. It's a solid B. It's just not right. anything really better than that. It's fine. It's a lot like the Cape May. The Cape yeah. May was a little bit more like, to me, a little more sparkle to it. So I'd give it a B plus. Okay. Our last beer. You don't have to rush, but I'll just start talking about the last beer here. This is from Three Magnets. We had a couple of Three Magnets that I did bring back from Seattle. So, you know, it's kind of funny that they showed up in the mail, too. This is The Coco. It's a Belgian-style quad ale brewed with cocoa nibs. That's going to be a first. A quad with cocoa? Uh, it, it's a... All Europe, it's a, they, they say it's a rich cocoa mouth with an all-European base. I don't know exactly what that means, but the bourbon vanilla aromatic emulsion was created by Kiln Coffee Malt from Maltry's Franco-Belges. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I just thought I like missed words or something. I was like, uh, I assume what Greg said made sense, but I, not to me. Not to me either, and I read it. <laughs> All right, so this is another 12 percenter. The cocoa. It's, it it's apparently a quad, but it is pitch freaking black. Hmm. I gotta, I gotta adjust myself for Belgium, right? Because right now it, I'm not feeling it. But it's I like don't a Belgian know. stout kind of thing, too, right? So there's gonna be a bunch of weird flavors. This is this is pretty dark for a quad, right? I mean, a quad I would expect to be, yeah, yeah. This is, I, this is black, and you know, a quad I expect to be you no know, tannish, but 
Really big woody aroma in there. Yeah. Bourbon vanilla aromatic emulsion. Created by Kiln Coffee Malt. I, I assume that's what's giving it a lot of its color and some of its distinctive aroma. Hmm. Gonna have to give it more than one sip because that first sip was weird. Like a bunch of flavors that don't really go together. Ooh. It's a kind of a Belgian stout, but not... What is happening in my mouth? I mean, are you like interested in it or is it like... It's not gross, Okay, but it's definitely not what I expected and I don't know whether I like it. Hmm. Tastes kind of old, stale. Tastes like old work coffee. Tastes like bitter. I'm getting more Ashy, used to it now. There's stout. a lot of woody character to it. It's a lot of um. Okay. Sure. It it feels like there's a lot of oxidation. So there's sherry. Uh, yeah, slight cardboard can, notes. Right? Um, I, okay. Think coffee and vanilla combined. Because that's what they're talking about. And I don't know whether it works really well. But I can taste it in there. Jeff is not feeling it. No, not worth my sobriety at 12 point whatever. It's probably not worth my sobriety either. Uh, 12% is um, a lot to ask out of this. This is a, this is like... If you gotta. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not really If it showed up in your mail for free and you want to get drunk. Right. Um, other than that, I'm no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not feeling it either. If you could pour that out, okay. Well, so it's been an interesting show, a little bit of a letdown compared to the last one, but that was <laughs> that was a very, at very least, expected. Uh, but hey, hey, hi, all right, so... let's rank these suckers. So we can't uh, include dad's nuts because that was yeah. not what the brewer intended. We probably shouldn't include the Innis and gun. Because that also was not what the brewery intended. I don't know. If you're shipping your shit to America from Scotland. Yeah, you could make that You could make that argument. Is there like a Best Buy date on here? Probably not. Probably not. Wait, they actually... B-B-E... July 19. Best Buy July. Not July yet. No, it's not. Uh, so okay, give it. Uh, that, that means okay, we're ranking that sucker. Yeah. That's really that. Yeah, that that that's pretty bad for, for not being very mm-hmm. old. All right, that that changes a little bit of my thinking on that one. Not too All much. Right. But... Last place, I am going to put the cocoa. The cocoa. Uh, like Three Magnets, we had some really good beers from Three Magnets that I brought back from Total Wine, mm-hmm. but uh, not this one. 
It's a weird, crazy mess of a Belgian and Imperial Stout and a coffee beer. And just freaking weird. Uh, the Innocent Gun will go in fifth place. Uh, it's completely hop faded, even though it's still Best Buy. And that's all there's to say about that. I mean, the Munich Malt's kind of neat. I don't like Munich Malt. Munich Malt enough to carry that out through. Let's do. Let's do the Rheingeist in fourth place. It was fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's Rheingeist. Yeah. Um, third place, we're going to do the dark subject matter from Monday night. I did like some of that in the middle, but then towards my end of my small sample, I was kind of getting like a stringency overload. So, you know, it was like, hmm, there's a pound, there's a pound of it right there. I couldn't drink a whole pound of that. Really? So, huh, that's interesting. Put the Cape May in second place. While it tasted a little on the thin side, like at first sip, I'm like, oh, is this one of those flower ones? But, it, you know, it held up enough. It didn't taste like a flower. Yeah, no, it was not. And then, uh, first place, I'm going to do the Wild Leap. The Alpha Abstraction. Uh, it would have been really cool if... Excuse me. Jeff's tired. It would have been really cool if the um, aroma lived up to the flavor. But that flavor was sweet. The flavor was, like you said, a cobbler, right? It was like a peach berry cobbler. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Uh, I mostly agree with your rankings. Uh, to go from bottom up, I'm going to put three magnets in last place. That was just weird, man. Uh, wanted to like it. I really did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I couldn't bring myself to like it very much. But then in third, in sorry, in uh, f- fifth place, the Innocent Gun, which I actually kind of liked, even though it was hot faded. Like, I liked the, the, the malty stuff mm-hmm. that was coming through, but... Yeah. Um, uh, but still, for that to be, especially for that to be called, like, okay mm-hmm. until July, no, that's not true. Uh, in fifth place, I'm also going to put the Rheingeist, which was just fine. Uh, and then in fourth place, the Kate May, which was a little better than fine. Mm-hmm. It was good and nice and drinkable, uh, and less alcohol. Uh, in, in second place, I'm going to put the Monday night. I really enjoyed the Monday night. But yeah, the wild leap was the was the best of the night. That was really interesting. It had a lot yeah. going for it. That load is hot, man. That's uh... <laughs> it's got a big future. Ooh. It's like Mexican polka. Well, Mexican folk. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We are released under the Creative Commons license. This is Craft Beer Radio. For more information, go to contact us. Use the emails at beer at craftbeerradio.com. We appreciate you listening to the show, and we will be back again really, 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 really soon. Probably like in a week. <laughs> <laughs>